Takeaway. I hope you're doing all right. I'm back from my fact-finding tour of the amazing city of Bristol. I hope you guys have been behaving yourselves and you've been hanging in there, sweating cobs on a very hot Monday. Um, at the start of the show, just kick my shoes off for some reason. That's the, how it's going to be over the next few hours. Just kind of asking how it was going for you footwear-wise today. Martin says, working from home, it's socks off too. Martin, you absolute animal. Uh, 8, 12, 15 for any other comments on that. Uh, I presume you've been enjoying the Commonwealth Games. I've been enjoying the Commonwealth Games. Kind of what I love about the Commonwealth games is that you get into sports that you never usually go in for. Do you know what I mean? It catches you by surprise. So we were watching the bowls the other day. That was absolutely brilliant. Normally I wouldn't give bowls five minutes walking around, whatever. But I really got into it. almost wanted to do a pitch invasion. Then there was the cycling. That was exciting as well, with those kind of Borat leotards they're forced to wear. That was a good thing. And then I've been watching a lot of the diving. And here's the question that I have for you about the diving in the Commonwealth Games. I've watched quite a bit of it. Because I always think they go to the end of the plank and think, oh, I really don't want to do this. Like at your local uh, leisure centre where you have to come back down again and get booed by other kids. But anyway, so I've seen a load of the divers um, go and do their dive, but they've got like this little tiny flannel. Have you noticed that? The divers in the Commonwealth Games, tiny little flannel. And then some of them like wipe their face with it and that, which you think, fair enough, that's what flannel's for. But then I've seen like their flag, country's flags are on it. And then one fella from like, I don't know, like Japan or what? No, he can't be in it, can he? So one of one of the Commonwealth places, knowledge of the Commonwealth, not that good. He threw his his uh, flannel in and then dived in on top of it. What's all that about? Is that cheating? So if you've got any intel as to you know diving, brilliant. What's the tiny little towel all about? Get in touch with the show eight twelve fifteen. Dean says it's their comfy blanket. They sleep with it between dives. That's not helping, Dean. We're on a little journey here to get for our higher understanding and enlightenment. Uh, Pete and Swindon says, Bush, I've got my shoes off today and socks. Here's the interesting bit. He says, I scolded my left foot on Sunday, so I'm letting it heal. It definitely makes work. Not laughing at him scolding his foot. One foot, though. What's all that about? Uh, Pete and Swindon, uh, get in touch and tell us how you managed to scold one foot. Uh, people listening at home, race against the clock. How do you think Pete scolded one of his feet? He hasn't come back on to tell us. People have been trying to guess what, what the reason is. We've also got other footwear chat going on. Uh, Paul says, I wish my work colleague Glenn would have his shoes off as we are forced to watch him wear Crocs all day at work. It's embarrassing. That's unbelievable, that, isn't it? I have a little word in his ear. Sort it out. Maybe Croc Watch. Walk around and just uh, give people a little tap on the shoulder and make them put them back on again. Uh, in the meantime, though, trying to get to the bottom of this whole Commonwealth Games thing. Uh, why do the divers have a tiny little flannel? Chris says it's to help them get a decent grip on their legs. Good suggestion. Colin says between rounds, they're by the lights off junction two of the M5. <laughs> Doing windscreens, thanks for that. Uh, Lisa says chamois leather. No further information. Dean says, I saw tiny flannel uh, support Ultravox in 1986. Also not helpful. Got Christine on the line who may be able to help. Christine, why the tiny flannel? They use it to dry themselves off in between dives so they don't lose grip. Just have a normal towel, though. Why not just have, like, a normal big old beach towel with, like, uh, Paw Patrol on it, like everyone else has? <laughs> or their country's flag, whatever. Yeah, I, I totally agree, but I don't know why such a little thing. But then again, I, I have no idea. But easy to wring out, I suppose. That's a good point. That's a good point. What about one of them ones that you've got, like, a, it's got a hood on it as well, so you can wear it as a cape and try and get your, your pants off in, in a public area like you normally do if you're in, like, Swanage getting changed after being on the beach? Really? <laughs> 
don't think so. I don't think that would work. OK, fair <laughs> enough. Just, you know, spitballing a few ideas here. Christine, thank you very much for your intel. It could be true. So, I'll tell you what, I'm a little bit distracted because I've just uh, had a uh, cherry Capri Sun. I'm going to say cherry's the worst flavour uh, of anything to put in anything, whether it's drinks or eating. I haven't really got a fully formed thing to say about this. It's just an initial reaction. I just wanted to put it out there. If you've got, a, a, maybe you're a big cherry fan, then get back in touch, 8, 12, 15, we can have this out at some point. The main thing that we're talking about at the moment uh, is this Commonwealth Games issue. It's been fantastic. It's been great to get into other sports that you don't normally get into. A lot of people have been offering me a chance to go and play indoor bowls, which I'd be well up to, because I've had to stop playing football because my back's such a nightmare. So maybe the future is bowls, or maybe there's a lot of bending. Maybe maybe that would be a problem for me as well, but we'll, we'll discuss that at a later date. Thing is, though, with the diving, uh, the divers have got these tiny little chamois leather things, these tiny little uh, flannels that they uh, carry around with them and try and get to the bottom of what that's all about. Finally, we may have an answer, I think, from Neil. Neil, why the little tiny flannel? Right, because if you go look over the end of a diving board, if it's the no, water's not moving, it's just very clear. So all you would see is the bottom of the pool. Right. Look like there's no water, so they throw it over to break the surface tension of the water to give them an idea of how far away it is. Wow, so I mean, they could, they, it doesn't have to be a towel that, because they could do anything. They could like drop little breadcrumbs down there or something as well, couldn't they? Well, maybe something a bit bigger that's going to make a splash, but they can't have the water moving because they need to, the judges need to see how smooth they, the divers enter the water. I see. So that's why they. So there's other people who've been on, though, Neil, saying that it's the chamois leather for doing their hands to make sure they've got good grip and everything. Well, yeah, there's, people do say things like that, but why do you need good grip when you're actually diving off the board using your feet? I should have said that before when she was on. <laughs> I always thought at first it was just for them using it to wipe the board down so they didn't slip, but then I did actually find out that the reason is to break the water tension so they can judge how far it is down. Good man, that's the answer we're after. Thanks, fella. Our boss Paul's coming to the studio so fast you could have lit your fags off the door hinge because I've been saying the num- the amount of money wrong for the summer payday to the tune of Mark in Essex texting saying, Bush, I think you've blown the budget for the next 10 years. Let me, I get, anyone else get like, it's almost like I get a bit nervous reading out complicated numbers. Even writing them out, I find a bit of a problem, which when you're handling the amount of cash that we give away on this radio station can be an issue. So let me be completely clear and look you in the eye and tell you that the uh, the amount of money up for grabs as our producer Adam nervously shifts in his seat is not what I said before uh, £9,999 a quid off 10000 I'm going to have a problem with this I'm going to have a problem with this I'm going to have a problem with this This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway I am your hype man I hope you're doing okay uh, Do you ever have an idea come to you kind of an apparition after a few drinks? Well, I had that after three unexpected pints of uh, Strongbow during the uh, United game yesterday. I was thinking about summer holidays sitting there, uh, thinking that, uh, you know, things that make up the summer holiday. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's made up of familiar things. So you see them and you hear them. So you see wasps, you think to yourself, that's summer holiday, that. Do you know what I mean? Or flip-flop noise. Flip-flop noise, 100% is summer holiday and I thought there's got to be a competition on about that bearing in mind I'm flying solo this week so let's try something a bit different whilst Richie's lording it up somewhere so come up with a competition called the sound of the summer holiday 
each night here on Home Time, I'm going to play you a clip of something that is typically 100% summer holiday that I've recorded, and you've got to guess what it is just from the sound of it. Uh, so if you're going to get one little shot of this, I'm going to play the clip to you. If you think you know what it is, get in touch. But it's quite tough. I'm going to be quite specific about it as well. So here we go. Here we go. Here's a little sound. A uniquely summer holiday thing. Do you think you know what that is? Make sure you have a little go. Can we put it in one more time and have a go, producer Adam? We're having a few technical problems here today, but it's just a standard day at this radio station. Here we go. Have a listen to this. Tell you what, if you get it right, we'll pick someone at random, you win yourself a brand new hometime tea towel. Who's this on the line? Yo, Bush, it's Simon from so, Crawley. Simon, how's it going in Crawley? Is it looking good? It's uh, roasting hot, cloudy, I don't care. Good man, you got your pins out? Uh, yeah, I've got shorts on, I'm just going to go and get my uh, brakes done on my car, so I'm happy. Is that a euphemism? No, not at all. Good man. <laughs> uh, what was the, the mystery summer sound that you just heard? Well, I think it's a Velcro wallet. <laughs> I've opened my wallet on a number of occasions having a week off with the kids last week. It's good, but it's not right. Simon, lovely to speak to you. Ah, oh, top man, good man. OK, cheers, Mike. Who's this on the line? It's Pete. Pete, where are you from, Pete? Uh, from Dagnum. Good man. Have you having a good Monday so far? I certainly am, mate, yeah. Not too bad at all. Pete means business. You've heard the mystery sound of the summer that I've just played for you. What do you reckon it is? I think it is those fluffy tennis balls on the Velcro mittens that kids love playing with. That is a good point. That is the sound of a summer holiday, but it isn't the one we're talking about today. Unlucky, but a good guess. No worries. Cheers, boys. Let's go to the phones and say, who's this? Hello, it's Sarah. Sarah in the house. What have you been doing, Sarah? I'm driving back from work. Do you have a good day? Um, I had an all right day. Thank you in an air-conditioned office. Loving your work. Uh, You've just heard the sound, the mystery sound of the summer that I've just played for you. You can win yourself a home-time tea towel. What is it? Is it Velcro on summer sandals? That's a very good... A pair of them terrible rip curl summer yeah. sandals. It ain't that, but that's a great summer sound. <laughs> OK, I didn't want to really pass any judgment on the sandals, but OK, then it was but, worth the fun. But yeah, we're in it together now. <laughs> but lovely to speak to you. Have a brilliant rest of your evening. There you go. Well, we're going to take one more call. I think we've got ourselves a rollover. Oh, man, I've been trying to book... Um, a swim for the kids uh, this week. Is it only our leisure centres in Southend and Leon C have got the world's worst app for so complicated to try and get a swim sorted out? Trying to get a swim in Southend and Leon C is like trying to get uh, Glastonbury tickets or something. Do you know what I mean? Absolute wind up. But don't get me started on that. It's all part of the summer holidays, isn't it? And that's what this new competition, the sound of the summer holidays, is all about. Uh, people guessing interesting stuff. Sandcastle being made with a bucket and spade. It's good, but it's not right. Cray says, Bush, is it the sound of uh, summer, someone packing away their big coat until the big coat protocol is announced on home time? It's on brand, but it's not right. Uh, John says, you're opening a box, an Amazon parcel. It's good, but it's not very summery. We're going to take one final call. Who we got on the line? It's Dave Bradshaw. Dave, where are you? I'm in Bolton at the moment. What's been going on in Bolton, then? Well, I've just finished work, and I'm just going into the gym for a swim. Gym for, oh, that'd be good in hot weather like this. That'd be great. Yeah. What, um, what, um, like, manoeuvre? What's the word? What's the word for the swimming style that you do? I do breaststroke and front crawl. What's it called, though? Is that, it's not a manoeuvre. Uh, 
stroke. No, is it? What stroke do you do? I don't know if that's right. Mate, uh, we haven't got time for this now, but we'll get to the bottom of this at some point. Uh, you've heard the mystery sound of the summer holidays. What do you think it is, my friend? I think it's the opening of an ice lolly. Do you know what? It's good, but I need it to be more specific. Do you want to give me a particular ice lolly for it to be right? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll go for a cornetto. You're absolutely right. It is a cornetto, sunshine. Oh. <laughs> well done. You've bagged yourself a hometime show tea towel, brand new, fresh and direct for 2022. But it's that nice bit, we, we, and then this is a uniquely summer holiday thing, tearing the top, the spiral top bit around a cornetto and taking the little protector off the end. There you go. Brilliant. Well, listen, we've been talking about diving and swimming and the little towel. You've got a tea towel now for the next time you go to the pool. Great stuff. Excellent. Good lad. Good to speak to you. He's having an absolute brilliant Monday, Dave. Uh, we're going to play again tomorrow, so you lot be ready. Uh, a lot of you having f- a bit of fun on Twitter and text about me messing up the jackpot amount for our summer payday competition and nearly bankrupting the radio station. It's all fine now. It's the whole 9,900... I've had to write it out like how I'd say it. Like Hobbits' style, like phonetically or whatever. I, do you know what I think? I might write this into my contract. I think from now on, I'm only going to do round numbers. What about that? I'm having that in my contract from this point on. Uh, literally, one trick pony. Hey, he's a good broadcaster, Bush, but have you heard? He can only read out round numbers. Uh, in, the, in other news, I've just been talking about school holidays and all that kind of stuff. Uh, same little routine that we've got going on in our house, in the Bush household, sit there and have breakfast. Uh, I always chat to my middle daughter, Thea. The littlest one's a baby. The tallest one is 12, doesn't want to talk to me in the mornings at all. So I may as well get the chat in with Thea whilst I can. You know how it is. But I always ask her in the mornings if she had any dreams. Uh, and she always comes up with kind of weird or wonderful stuff. I always love the, the dreams that kids have. They're kind of uh, unencumbered by, oh, I've got to, woken up, forgot to pay the gas bill, or got too fake, that kind of thing. And, and proof this morning, Thea turned around to me this morning and said that last night she had a dream about hundreds of daddies. At first I was a little concerned, I was like, what? But then I got what she meant. I think she meant kind of daddies running free. Imagine that, those are dads just running free on the plains. Like that famous, iconic scene in Jurassic Park. Do you know what I mean? That rumble of feet as dads are running around. Hundreds of them kicking up a load of dust and that in the background. And I was trying to think, like, so I could talk to her about it. What's the collective noun for, like, a load of dads? A big group of dads in one area. And I couldn't think of one. It's not really a herd. What do you think it might be? Lisa tweeted, because uh, I put it on Twitter alone, she said, surely the collective now for a group of dads in their 30s and early 40s is a car key. E.g., there's a car key of dads here filling out warranty cards for, for major appliances. That's spot on. I'm going to have to say this to you now, because normally when Richie's in, I'm forcing TV recommendations down his throat, and he absolutely hates it. So I, he's one of those people that doesn't like being told what to watch, do you know what I mean? And he won't watch it on purpose just because he doesn't want to be told. So I'm going to tell you about it. If you're after a good thing on Netflix, uh, you've got to watch the documentary about the uh, the nightmare that was Woodstock 99. Uh, it's called Trainwreck, I think. Um, if you've watched the thing about the Fire Festival, which was a right old nightmare, uh, this Trainwreck programme is three parts covering each day of this ill-fated Woodstock Festival where everything went wrong 
Man, you've got to watch that. It's so, so good. Let me know what you reckon. TV aside, uh, Thea, my three-year-old, told me that last night she had a dream about hundreds of daddies. I'm trying to work out what a collective noun for a massive group of dads is. Some great stuff coming in, Tom says. An embarrassment of dads. <laughs> uh, Gareth says a carmudgeon of dads. Uh, Maccus says a flab of dads. That's unfair, but probably on the on the money, to be honest with you. Uh, just talking about my uh, middle daughter, Thea. I ask her every morning... Uh, what dream she's had last night. Because as I said earlier on, the, the the eldest one who's 12, I don't know if you've got the same situation in your house, can't talk to her early in the morning. Actually, I've got into during the summer holidays, the 12-year-old, texting, texting her whilst I'm downstairs making breakfast to find out what time she's getting out of bed. You've been texting your kids in the same house? What's going on? Anyway, that as an aside, uh, Thea told me that last night she had a dream about hundreds of daddies. And I've just been trying to work out what the collective noun is for a massive group of dads. You got an idea for that? Sharon says, and this is brilliant, a blue harbour of dads. Bang on fashion line there, loving that. Dan says a slipper of dads. Very good. This is brutal but true. Charlotte says a dad bod squad. Thanks for that, Charlotte in South Wales. Uh, Bush, another Andy here, a collective noun for a group of dads, has to be a night off. What are you saying? And then Teresa, who's sunning herself in Mabel Thorpe, says, my husband Andy says a riot of dads. I say a daddle. What do you reckon it is? I, I slagged off cherries earlier on. Do you remember that? I, had, uh, I accidentally bought a cherry Capri Sun, and it was just uh, it wasn't my thing, wasn't my bag. I was just going to say, I just think cherries overall... Worst flavour you can have in anything, whether it's drunk or eaten. Unbelievable background wildfire that's been going on on Twitter during this show. I feel like I've half and half been chatting to you guys and, you know, dealing with people railing against my comments about cherries. I feel like it's something that we need to uh, come back to on the show this week. Didn't realise it was so divisive. Hope you're enjoying it. Just been talking about my three-year-old daughter, Thea, who I have a little chat with each morning, ask her what dreams she had uh, the night before. Last night, apparently, dreamt about hundreds of daddies. Just trying to work out what the collective noun is for a massive group of dads in one place. Uh, Kirk from Surrey says, it's called an opinion of dads. That's a good point. Neil from Hull says, a group of dads is surely a pub. Uh, a pun of dads, says Mick in Wakefield. We do love a pun, that's for sure. We've got Scott on the line, though, right now with a suggestion, Scott. A gr- good term, then, for a group of dads? A cardigan. Cardigan of dads. You know what? I used to wear cardigans quite a bit back in the day when Blur first came on the scene because Alex James, the bass player from Blur, always had a cardigan on. When I wore it, it didn't quite look the, the same. I looked like I, I had a couple of a few issues. Do you know what I mean? The cardigans Absolutely. didn't really work on me, but I guess as you get older, are you at a cardigan stage right now? Not quite. Not far off. How? What's the age for cardigan wearing, do you think? 46, maybe 47. <laughs> Going to get myself a cardigan then. Thanks very much. Thanks yep, for that, don't Scott. Worry. Get yourself up South End. Yep. Get yourself <laughs> up South End. Get a cardigan. Werther's original. Bam. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Okay, cheers, Scott. Again, still, I don't know, just feels like uh, heading in one direction here. I need to up it a little bit. Haley on the line. Haley, what's your term for a group of dads? Um, DILF. <laughs> DILF of dads. A DILF of dads. Thank you so much. On behalf of all dads, can I say thank you? Because there's been a lot of dad bods and flab and stuff. It's nice to hear that. Wonderful. I'm, I'm pleased I've cheered you up. You've, you've cheered us all up. On behalf of all dads, Hayley, thank you. No worries. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.